Today on episode number 599, we've got a really cool because of my podcast story, and we're going to look at our content and go, what do we have to do to make our audience go, wow. wow. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own award-winning personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, we help you massage your message. We're going to talk about your message a lot today, but I also help you tackle that technology, help you face those fears and flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to podcasting, not just podcasting, because look, you can go watch a bunch of outdated YouTube videos and get that. We get you podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com and also coming up in about a week, podcasting in six weeks. This is a group class, very, very small, probably six people or less. And you basically get one-on-one, well, one-on-six consulting. Check it out, podcastinginsixweeks.com. But let's go over to why should I start a podcast? Well, I always ask you this and say, is there anything that you can attribute to your podcast? We call these because of my podcast stories because it's basically, hey, Dave, because of my podcast, blank. And today we have the one and only, you're going to hear this name a lot today, Emily Prokop. She does the Story Behind podcast. You can find it at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And listen to what's happening with Emily. Hi, Dave. This is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind at thestorybehindpodcast.com, where your audience might know me from your soundboard. Now, if you've never heard that, on Saturday morning, I do a live show. It's called Ask the Podcast Coach. You can find it at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I do that with Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. And anytime somebody mentions the word high LPR 40, we play that clip because some people think that microphone is the be all end all. And uh, let's get back to Emily. For the record, I recorded that with my ATR 2100. But don't tell Heil that. I finally get to send in a Because of My Podcast story, and I've been waiting almost three years to do it. Not that I had a lack of stories. I would get free bottles of wine to try when I did my first podcast. I get to interact with some of my favorite podcasters on a daily basis, and I've gotten to be a guest on their shows. And I'm starting a podcast production business of editing other people's shows and writing show notes. But a few weeks ago, I got an email from someone who found my podcast and started listening. And that listener just happened to be an acquisitions editor at a publishing house. So when she emailed me asking if I would be interested in turning my podcast into a book, I was a little stunned. So from that email, I was in touch with another editor who listened to my podcast and had me come up with ideas of how I thought the story behind could translate into a book. And when I sent my proposal, she loved it. Now, nothing is set in stone yet because the proposal still has to go to the board for approval, but both editors are optimistic that this is going to be a great addition to their fall 2018 catalog. And the fact that I already have an audience from my podcast really works in my favor too. So because of my podcast, I got pitched to write a book. Oh, and I should mention, I don't own a Heil PR40. What? My podcast has never been on New and Noteworthy as far as I know. What, what, what? And I don't have hundreds of reviews on Apple Podcasts. So for anyone out there who's listening and is worried they don't have the right equipment or they're worried they don't have the perfect launch, 
stop worrying. Just start your podcast and have fun. Thank you very much, Emily. You can find her at the story behind podcast as well as she's being very humble. She started a a new service. If you're not a fan of show notes and editing and all that stuff, check her out, epodcastproductions.com. And you know why else she's really cool? When I was at uh, DC PodFest, she bought me soup. And I will never forget that. That was very cool. She didn't have to do that. And uh, she's just a great person all around. So thank you very much for sending that in. If you can answer that question because of my podcast, blank, by all means, don't be shy. Send it in and be sure to tell us about your podcast and where we can find you. And you can just email that to me, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. So today, this is based on a chapter in a book that I read every January. It's called Platform, How to Get Noticed in a Noisy World. It's from Michael Hyatt. And even though it's uh, probably five years old, I think at this point, I bought it in 2014 uh, it's still pretty relevant. I, I really like it. And my favorite chapter is one of the first ones, and it's talking about making wow content. And if you're like, what does it sound like? I can tell you what it sounds like when people hear it. It sounds like this. Yeah. Alan says, here we go. Classic example, Alan Newson of Two Chairs No Waiting. It's a podcast about uh, Andy Griffith. He says he started listening to Emily's show, which is the story behind podcast.com. And, um, He's now downloaded the whole back catalog. And it was on the ride back from St. Louis to D.C. that I decided I would download about 14 hours of content, all from the School of Podcasting, and essentially binge listen for 14 hours. And I did, in fact, listen to you for 14 hours. Yeah, over 500 episodes, I believe, and, and I listened to two or three and that turns to four or five, end up listening to every episode. I then quickly went back and downloaded hundreds of your past episodes. After just one episode, I wanted more. And ultimately, I ended up downloading their entire back catalog, and I'm still running through it today. After all, they have over 840 episodes as of the end of October 2016 which date back to June 9th, 2008. So I've been saying for years that when you make content that resonates with your audience, they will download the entire back catalog. So I want to give some shout outs. Uh, Ravi was in there from subscribeme.fm. And of course, he's the man behind the coolcastplayer.com. We got SP from Better Podcasting. We got Darwin Dave from dealingwithmygrief.com. And we heard about uh, the Andy Griffith Show, Two Chairs, No Waiting, uh, that's my buddy, Alan. And when people find a show that they like, they download the entire back thing. So it's just not me saying that. That is a clear indicator of wow content. So what we're going to start off with is I'm going to talk about a couple episodes that I found that I went, wow. And then I'm going to talk about Michael Hyatt's book, Platform. This is something I read every January, and he has a chapter on wow content. We're going to kind of dissect a little bit. What are some of the pieces, parts that make people go, wow. So the first thing that inspired this particular episode is uh, you've heard her name already in this episode. Emily Prokop does the podcast called The Story Behind. It's at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And on episode number 100, she did a musical version of her episode where she composed a song and then sang all the parts. It's amazing. And when I heard it, I was like, holy cow, I can't believe she did this. So Emily is a regular in the chat room 
on our Saturday Ask the Podcast Coach show. And so I asked her, I go, like, how long did it take thinking she was going to say something like nine, ten hours? It took her four days just to write the song and get the lyrics right because it's also a very educational show. So she's teaching as she's singing, and then you got to sing all the parts. Holy moly, it was like four days plus just to get the song plus then, you know, and some change to then record it. Now, my point here is that was not winging it. And not that winging it is the devil. By all means, if you're having fun, just winging it with your friends, do that. But in my travels, I don't think stuff that really makes people go, wow, happens off the top of your head. And let's flip that around as well. This also doesn't mean if you spend 17 hours on a single episode, it's going to make people go, wow. And we'll talk about the ingredients of wow in just a bit. The second one, and I got to tell you, I was just blown away on a second level here, is episode number 81 of a show called Podcastification. This is with Carrie Green, who is a, he runs uh, podcastfasttrack.com, which is another audio editing show notes kind of place. And he did an episode where it was how to record interviews, 2017 demo of the best options. So in that podcast, he does a Zoom demo, a Ringer demo, a Skype demo, a Zencaster demo, a clean feed demo, and then they summarize why he had he and a, a co-host. And if you want to see something that makes you go, holy moly, I'll put a link in the show notes. Again, his uh, website, podcastification.com, his episode is 81. His show notes are phenomenal. I was like, what? And I'm still scrolling down. You got to be kidding me. So talk about exceeding expectations. And at the bottom he has, and the winter is, and it just keeps going. So this was an episode that I listened to and I was like, holy cow, that had to take some time. When I asked Kerry about how long it took, he said, including research, recording, setup, editing, show notes, probably somewhere between eight to 12 hours ish, all done in chunks over the course of a month. So here again, not something that just happened off the top of his head. And really, what Carrie did, which was great, everybody asked me, like, which one's the best? Should I use Zoom? Should I ring Ringer, Skype, Zencaster, CleanFeed? And there are about, I don't know, 27 other ones that people bring up. And, you know, Aaron and Carrie went over and they presented in a way that's like, here, you choose. So to me, that, again, ties into many of the things that is providing clarity. It's basically uh, should be universally kind of experienced by everyone. And for me, if somebody now, they, they gave me content that I'm going to point people to. This is where if you look at Pat Flynn, if you're not familiar with Pat Flynn, his show notes are written in such a way that you could pass a test on the subject of whatever he's talking about. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the audacitypodcast.com is another guy that has phenomenal show notes. And I got to say now, so does Carrie Green at Podcastification. So that was something that I was like, wow, that's good content. That's something I'm going to be pointing people to. And it's not something, again, for me, it's scarcity. It's unique. Everybody's talked about probably all of those services one by one. Carrie was somebody that took all those and compared them side by side. To me, that was wow content. (music) 
then there was another piece of content that everybody was talking about, and it was from Seth Ressler. He works for uh, Jacobs Media, and this is a guy I've known since Podcast Movement mm, two or three years ago. Really nice guy. And he put out this article about is there a discovery problem in podcasting? And what's interesting is Seth knows so many people from radio and he knows so many people from podcasting. And I asked him, I'm like, how long did it take to put that article together? Because it's really long. And he got all this information from all these people. And he says, well, all I had to do was send out a bunch of emails and wait for the responses and then format them into a blog post. And he says, so in that sense, it was relatively an easy blog post to write. He says, but on the other hand, it took years because the only reason that the podcasting leaders that are quoted in that article responded to me at all is because I've invested years in the podcasting space, not just about learning the craft, but also building relationships at conferences, which is where I met him, trade shows, and establishing my own credibility by writing, speaking, and hosting webinars about podcasting. And I'll say another one, Seth is another guy that even though he kind of comes from the radio world, he does a really good job of, I think, educating the radio world on podcasting. And I think he does a good job of educating the podcasting world on radio. He says, plus, this was a guest post in the blog of my boss, Fred Jacobs. Fred has been blogging about broadcasting industry issues for over 12 years and in the time gained quite the following. He says the fact that the blog post appeared in his well-respected blog lent a lot of credibility to it. But I really like his first answer. It, it took him you know, years to develop the relationship so that people actually said, yes, I will help you when he said I'm working on an article. So in some cases, it may be years that you have involved in a, you know, an episode. This particular episode, I have, I played the clips at the beginning of people going, yeah, I downloaded the whole back catalog. I've had, I've been saving those for months. I just started noticing them. And I was like, oh, that, that would be cool to put into a show somewhere. Uh, and I've had this idea of wow content. He said, going over to Emily's site, the story behind podcast.com. Great show prep, Dave. And she put that episode out on November 2nd. So I've been working on this episode since November 2nd. And shortly thereafter is when Kerry put out his episode. And so I thought, you know what? This would be a good one. I'm going to be reading Michael Hyatt's uh, platform book. He has a great thing about one wow content. I have, I've, I'm discovering more and more wow content. Let's take a deep dive into what makes wow content. So there are 10 things, and I'm going to throw in a couple here. The first one is surprise. He says, wow content should exceed expectations. And when I think about exceeding expectations, I think of the Stacking Benjamin show. This is the one that it's a finance show, but it has great information. So if you want to, if you want more money, stackingbenjamins.com, but it's also pretty funny and pretty entertaining. So I was surprised when I listened to that show. Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me for like, I don't know, since the 80s has been saying that that's his favorite show. So finally, it's like, I need to go check this out because Steve's a pretty cool guy. And it was amazing. Joe's a great guy. And uh, so it should exceed expectations. Michael calls that surprise. And number two is anticipation. He says anticipating. Now, he talks about not just content, but experiences. Anticipating a wow experience is almost as good as the experience. And for me, 
there are two people that do this really, really well. Um, David Hooper uh, does the Red Podcast. He just had a huge teaser at the end, and I'm going to play it without permission because I'm pretty sure Dave said it would be okay. But listen to this teaser that he put at the end that makes me anticipate the next episode. Next episode of Red Podcast. This is something that I've been working on for a while. I wasn't sure that I was going to release it. Then I got engaged with it again. And I said, no, maybe this is a little bit too controversial. But I think the message is too important not to get out. The title of the next episode, some people are going to find it offensive. It is not. So if you see the title on the next episode and you think, oh, yeah, he's not going there. Well, I am going there, but maybe not in the way that the title would make you think when you first read it. I've got my mom on this episode. She doesn't know it. But I recorded an interview with her. It was for something different. And she said something so profound, something that I want you to hear because I think it's going to help me tell this story. I think that it's a very important message. Make sure you subscribe. Now, I'm already subscribed. But when I was sitting there and I uh, I got a this cool Bluetooth speaker that I connect with a suction cup. So I'm not listening to podcasts in the shower. So I'm listening to Dave in the shower. And I'm like, I cannot wait till that episode. That to me is anticipation. Here's another great example of that. Thanks for being here again this week. I truly appreciate you spending some time with me. Next week, we're going to get into storytelling a little bit. I want to teach you the two areas of storytelling that can really help you transform your podcast into powerful, engaging entertainment. That's next week here on Podcast Talent Coach. Until then, remember to always tell the truth, always make it matter, and always have fun. We'll talk to you next time. Improve your show today with Podcast Talent Coach. Let us help you refine your content and transform your podcast. Find free show prep sheets, instructional videos, and details on how you can receive a free review of your content all online at podcasttalentcoach.com. So this is a great way to keep people subscribed by teasing them, giving them something to anticipate. Next week, we're going to talk about this. And by, why, by the way, shame on me, is the one and only Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as the podcasttalentcoach.com. You also might know him as my co-host on the podcast review show. You can find that at podcastreviewshow.com. If you're looking in 2018 to take your podcast to the next level and you're looking for some honest, constructive criticism and as well as powerful praise, podcastreviewshow.com. It's like getting two basically podcast consultants for the price of a half. So check that out, podcastreviewshow.com. But both those are ways of building anticipation. Another one that does kind of reverse anticipation is Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies. He always says, hey, uh, thanks for coming to the show. Last week we talked to so-and-so. Like I could say right now, hey, last week we did an episode on uh, my favorite podcast is. If you want to discover some great podcasts, you can listen to what the audience loves and why they like it. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 599. So you can kind of let people that just join, hey, here's what you missed and here's why. And also next week we're going to do, well, next week we're going to do episode 600. That is the Ask Dave Anything episode. It's, we're going to break format. I do this every 100 episodes. So if you want to tune in for something that you've never heard before, stay tuned for schoolofpodcasting.com slash episode number 600. So number two is surprise. Number one, uh, I'm sorry, number one is surprise. Number two, anticipation is something that can help build wow content. Number three is resonance. And this might even cause goosebumps or tears. Dictionary.com shows resonate uh, as this, to produce a positive feeling, emotional response, or opinion. And I was very uh, humbled 
On this week's episode of Ask the Podcast Coach, my co-host Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv was talking about at the end of last week's episode, I did this extended dance version of Because of My Podcast where I just had the results of I did this, I did this, I did that. And he said that that really moved him. Let me play you the clip of Jim. And we kind of, we kind of talked about it in last week's show, but it is super, super powerful. And if you, uh, I, I even think, you know, from a, you know, and this is not saying anything bad about the Messengers podcast or the Messengers movie, but I, Dave, I think what you did there is more powerful than that movie even. Um, just a string of people saying what they, what, what it's meant, what the podcast has done for them, who they've gotten a chance to meet. Um, and then at the very end, there's just a very touching moment in there. So I won't spoil it. Uh, head out to, to 598 for school podcasting if you haven't listened to it yet. And Dave, I'm going to encourage you to bust that thing out of there and make that its own YouTube video. Um, because I, I think it's a really, if you ever wanted someone ever asked you, why do you podcast? You play in this seven minute clip and it, it, it's just really amazing. Now I'm not just saying that cause I'm your co-host on Ask the Podcast <laughs> Coach. Uh, it was a moving moment. I, I was in a little bit of tears even as we got to the end there, just because I've had that, uh, I've had the same, I've had a similar relationship with someone who speaks on there and it, it, it's just, it's just powerful. So if you haven't, Dave, thanks for doing that, by the way. And if you haven't listened to it, go it out there and make sure you give it a look, give it a listen. Thank you, Jim. That uh, that's amazing because I, I I was having fun making it. I had a feeling it was gonna kind of hit home with some people, and you never know. But uh, it did, and and I'm I'm glad. That's what I do it for. Number four is transcendence. He says a wow experience connects you to something transcendent. Now, Michael states in the book, this means you experience purpose. Maybe you experience meaning. He says, or even God. And so what he's saying here is that John Lee Dumas calls this an aha moment, that you're listening to a podcast and somehow you're like, oh, dictionary.com shows this as to rise above or go beyond, overpass or exceed. It also says to outdo or exceed in excellence, elevation, extent, degree, um, or to surpass or excel. So it's it's bringing up your listener, your audience to something, you're, you're getting them to touch something, whether it's purpose, meaning, whatever, the light bulb's going to come on, you're going to inspire them. Sometimes that can be wow content. Number five is clarity. A wow experience creates a moment when you see things with more clarity than before. So I think my buddy Craig, who does the Inglés podcast, so he's a he's an English guy, an English fellow that teaches English in Spain. So he's teaching Spanish-speaking people how to speak English, and I'm sure he's bringing clarity to them. that They're like, oh, I didn't understand this whole weird verb, conjugated thing, whatever, and he makes it super easy. I've had people tell me that I do a really good job of explaining things. So when you bring clarity to somebody, that can be a wow piece of content. Presence. A wow experience, they say, has you experiencing the now. In other words, you are fully present. And this is where you have some sort of experience again. This isn't so much a content, but it is experience where all of a sudden you're not focused on Facebook or YouTube or the TV in the background or whatever. Something has completely captured your attention. You are in the moment and you are having that. And so for me, I've had a couple different variations. I think the last time that I was really just sucked in is I saw B.B. King. He was one of the guys on my bucket list to see. And he came to this little itty bitty theater in Akron, Ohio. 
and his band came out and played without BB and they were just amazing. So that there's that anticipation thing. There's that exceeding thing again. And then BB came out and was just awesome. And I just remember, I, I didn't even think about, should I take a picture of this or whatever? I was just, it was me and BB was playing right to me. And so wow experience can have you have your audience fully present. Seven is a 50 cent word. Universe. See, I can't say it. Universality. This is a, a true wow experience is nearly universal. Almost everyone will experience uh, this situation in a similar way. And I kind of get that. If you have your target audience and they're all basically the same, in theory, it should resonate with everybody. So it has a universal appeal. Number eight is evangelism. A wow experience has to be shared. You can't contain it. You immediately begin thinking of all the people you wish were here listening to it with you, or you're thinking of people who, oh man, I cannot wait to sell somebody about this when I get home. So anytime I see anything about horses, I think of Glenn the Geek. Um, I could go on other list line, things like that, but there are times when I hear things that I'm like, oh, I got to tell David Hooper or David Hooper this week sent me somebody who has a really good because of my podcast story. So when you guys hear that, maybe you're thinking, I got to go tell Dave, but Great content, and this is where we say when you resonate with your audience, they will tell other people, and that's the key. Wow content, it has to be shared. It's just like, I got to tell somebody about it. Have you ever had that? Maybe you maybe you finally got the job, or oh my gosh, and you're like, oh, I got to call somebody. I uh, my, my ex-wife and I are on okay terms. We have no children together, uh, but we kind of said, you know, it, it didn't work. And, uh, but she found out she was going to be, uh, a grandma and she said, I just had to call somebody. And so I'm like, that's awesome. I'm excited for my, my, what would it be? Ex stepdaughter. Uh, you know, but sometimes there are things that you like, I have to share this with somebody. So that is number eight. Number nine is longevity. And sometimes, uh, you can experience things over and over again without growing tired of it. There are some guys on YouTube that do pranks. And one of them is where they, they go into like places and fall down. And I remember one, they had two gallons of milk and they do this really stupid fake fall and the, the milk goes everywhere and they get up and they can't get up and they're falling down again. And every time I watch that as dumb as it is, I laugh every time. And I have, that's another one that when I found it, I had to tell everybody in my house, you got to come watch this. Uh, so it's one of the things that's funny. It, it stands up over the time, unlike, let's say, I don't know, the Scorpions. What? Did I say that out loud? Okay, I'm sorry. There's no one like them. Anyway, number 10, called Privileged. Then I was like, hmm, and this is where you're kind of glad to be associated with it. And this made me think of Jonathan Oakes. Now, if you've never met Jonathan, he's an awesome guy. He does uh, the Trivial Warfare show. And he has a really, really powerful community of people that just love his show. And he has a really thriving Patreon page and things like that. And this is a group that wants him to achieve his goals. And they're they're always helping him make the show better. There's a huge community there. And I think that's part of the fact that people just the fact that they feel glad to be associated with it. When I was uh, a young'un, I used to work in a, a grocery store. 
And so when I would go on break, if I wasn't playing my guitar in the break room, I was going out and getting Hit Parader magazine and Circus magazine and Cream. And I was reading up on all the rock bands at the time. And one of the things I really loved to do was find bands like Rat and Quiet Riot and all these bands that nobody ever heard of yet. I was like the guy that found them first. And then I was kind of happy that I was the guy that, that spread the word. Oh, you got to guys hear these guys. Randy Rhodes used to be in quiet riot and blah, 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 blah. So I felt part of like making them big. And so that might be part of wow content because again, you're resonating with people. You're tapping into their emotions. You're helping them understand things clearly, all these different things. And they want you to win. One of the things I always tell people when I hear about good things, I'm like, I love it when the good guys win. And I think most people love it when the good guys win, unless you're a bad guy. I think that's pretty universal. So those are the things that Michael said makes up wow content. So I was thinking about this and I came up with a couple of things that I want to add. For me, number one is either uniqueness or scarcity. It's something you can't get any place else. And one of the cool things about podcasting back in the day, and I'm talking like 2006, podcasting wasn't about trying to sound like radio. It wasn't about making a million dollars. It was about sticking it to the man. It was about waving a certain middle digit at radio and going, you know what? You suck. You've sucked for years and I can do it better. And you had all these characters come out. Let me play you a clip right now. Uh, P. Diddy or whatever we're calling him now. Brother Love. The original Brother Love is a guy named Larry from Brooklyn. And he sounds like this. This is. I went up to Larry. I'm sorry. I went up to Brother Love. And I had played his music on a podcast I did called The Musician's Cooler. And I said, hey, uh, Brother Love, can you cut an ID? I was looking for him to say, hey, this is Brother Love from BrotherLoveRocks.com. You're listening to The Musician's Cooler. And instead, this is what I got. Well, it is The Musician's Cooler. This is Brother Love. Musician's Cooler was one of the first podcasts to play my music. Thanks to Dave Jackson. Rockin', 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to tell you. Something I want to tell you. Something musicians cooler. Something play you something new. Oh yeah, brother love yeah. Down for something, brother love yeah. On your show, thank you, Dave Jackson. Mission cooler. Oh yeah. And if you want to check out more brother love, go to brotherloverocks.com where you can grab my album off of the old CD Baby and iTunes. Thank you so much, Dave. Love you. That's how you do an ID, my man. <laughs> and talk about longevity. Every time I hear that, I just, I don't know. I, it makes me smile. I, that guy was a character. And I think we need more characters in podcasting. And to a certain extent, yes, there was definitely a difference between Larry and Brother Love, but not much. Because when that guy walked into the room, he was like, all right, people, where's the party? He was kind of like a David Lee Roth. All right, man, what's going on? That kind of thing. He was a really cool guy. And he's in. A, he's a professional musician. He goes around. I forget what band he's in now, but a good guy. The other thing that I think makes wow content is bravery. People that have the courage to stand up and tell the truth. I think of uh, Jen over at congressionaldish.com. She does a political show. Now, right there, the minute you say that, I do a political show, you know 50% of your audience is going to hate you 
because you're going to say something wrong or whatever. And she's had her share of trolls and people like that. But she stands up and she does her show and you either like her or you don't. And if you don't like her, there's the door. I love Jen Bryant. She is awesome. Congressionaldish.com. And sometimes it takes some bravery. Uh, there's a, I want to have him on the show. So, John, if you're listening, John Lee Dumas, if you're not familiar with JLD, talk about somebody who is what he is. Uh, you know, John Lee Dumas is now JLD. When I meet the guy, he's stoked to see me. He's high energy. And the reason he is that way is because that's the way he is. What you hear is what you get. And he got a scathing. Somebody sent him a review. And not only did they attack his show, they attacked him personally. And it takes some time. And, and, you know, John will be the first to say he can't say that didn't hurt. But he's going to get back on because for for every one troll that you have, and for the record, there really aren't that many in podcasting. When you're of somebody of JLD, and if you're not familiar with John Lee Dumas, the guy makes millions, millions of dollars a year with his podcast. He has multiple income streams, phenomenal guy, but you have to be brave to get back up. So I think that is something that can be involved in WOW content. And the other one is intimacy. Uh, I'll just use that example. John Lee Dumas got this scathing uh, note and he shared it publicly to basically say, hey, you know what? This hurt. This hurts. And I just wanted to say that if you're in this situation, so here again, he's he's sharing clarity. He's helping people have kind of a, hey, uh, you know, this might happen to you. Let me explain to you how I handle it. And he basically said, for every one of these, I've get, you know, hundreds, if not probably in John's case, thousands of people who say your show really helped me. It inspired me to try this or that. But it was, it was intimate for him to share that. And so when someone shares intimate details of their life, it's kind of a way of mentally dropping trowel. You know what I mean, right? It's like if somebody just walked into you, you just meet somebody and they just took off all your clothes. You'd be like, um, excuse me, uh, right? Like, look, Harvey Weinstein, please get out of my office. But it makes people feel uncomfortable. But that uncomfortableness then is something that's unique and it makes it not like anything else. And that doesn't mean you have to start a podcast and air all your, your skeletons. I'm saying sometimes that intimacy factor can lead to wow content. So some other things you might want to consider about wow content that can make, that can kind of kill wow content. And that is managing your audience expectations. One of the best concerts I've ever been to and we're almost getting into episode 600 territory because I think somebody asked me this question. But it has to do with the fact that I thought the band was going to stink. And that was the band Genesis on the Mama Tour. And a friend of mine said, look, I got an extra ticket. You don't have to pay for it. I'm just going to throw it away. Do you want to go? And I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Because there's no really huge guitars. And, you know, I'm, I'm into like Judas Priest and Ozzy Osbourne and Van Halen. And this guy asked me if I want to go hear Phil Collins and Genesis. And I'm like, Yeah. I had very low expectations. Phenomenal. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. They made it rain on stage with lights. I still don't know how they did that. Never seen it again. Phenomenal. So expectations. And so recently I was approached by a company who shall remain nameless for this example. And on the front page of their website, it says, hey, we're the number one thing of the thing. And I'm like, really? You're number one? Because uh, you just came out two months ago. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, we do all this new stuff. Wait till you see it. We're doing things. We are innovative. We do all these things that nobody else is doing. And I went in and I kicked the tires on it and went, well, Spreaker's doing that. And uh, Libsyn's doing that. And I think you can do that over Podbean. And I think you could do that with Blueberry. I'm like, it's not really innovative. So they set the expectation super high. And uh, consequently, I was a little disappointed. I really thought I was going to get something brand new and shiny. And, and there are some things that they're doing that are a little new, but the the marketing of it was kind of cocky in my book that set the expectation. So as much as you want to come across and well, I mean, I could start every show like this, right? The man, the myth, the legend, Dave Jackson. All right. And I don't because because I'm not a douchebag. I guess. So another way to say that, I don't know. Uh, my apologies to anyone offended by the word DB. So, um, but Dave, I haven't mentioned anything about microphones yet. I haven't mentioned anything about audio quality. What about passion, the ever popular passion? Well, I think those are kind of given because if you're talking about something that is intimate or you're, you're clarifying something or, or something that's going to transcend people to to have an awakening or something like that that's something that you're passionate about i think that's kind of a given but yeah and audio quality of course but i also don't think that audio quality we just did a podcasters roundtable go over to podcastersroundtable.com links in the show notes schoolofpodcasting.com slash 599 and we kind of explained that it's so there are plenty of times when the audio quality is is good enough and there are plenty of people that are spending literally thousands of dollars on equipment and putting out a caca, a poo-poo. So it's not about the technology. It really, really isn't. And so that's some things that I look at. And and as we start to wrap up this topic, I always say, when I revert, when I reverse engineer what I watch on TV, it's going to make me laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain, or I guess inspire. And if you can do multiple things, if you can inspire me while you make me cry, if you can educate me while you make me laugh, if you can inform me and inspire me, that's really when things really start to gel. When you can take something like a story, there's a thing called the hero's journey. If you haven't heard about this Every movie is basically made on this, especially if you're somebody who watches the Star Wars movies, which for me, I think after the first three, they just, well, and the the prequels were a whole other thing. I don't want to get into a Star Wars rant, but I really think the last three movies or the last two at least have just been the first movies and the second movie uh, repeated. But check this out. There are different variations of this, but basically the world is fine. This is where everybody is. And then there's a call to adventure. So you need to help us do such and such. And the hero goes, I can't do it. You've got the wrong person. And then there's a mentor that comes along who might be talking like this, right? So some sort of mentor comes along and goes, you can do it. And then they they cross some sort of threshold that they they finally get to. They begin the quest. It's a quest, I say, Roy. And then we seek the grail. And then six, there's a test and there's allies and there's enemies. And, you know, people fight and lasers are launched and people blow up and things like that. And then uh, you have to approach, they say, the most inmost cave. Um, this may be many things, and they say in the hero's story, such as, an actual location where there lies terrible danger 
and this is where people bite their nails. And then there's the ordeal where you're like going, I'm not sure if this is going to work or not. Oh my gosh, what will happen? Um, some sort of, uh, of, you know, death might happen, things like that. But lo and behold, they defeat their enemy. They come over the ordeal and then uh, you basically go back and, uh, you know, the hero walks into the sun, things like that. So if you're thinking of telling a story, see if there's a way that you can design this to where you might add a little suspense and say, well, I went to the grocery store, but, you know, I it had been below 10 degrees all week and I hadn't scraped off my car. I wasn't even sure it was going to start. So now you're like, oh, is he going to make it to the grocery store or not? You know, Can you add some of these elements into a story? So if you're going to say, hey, I want to talk about this on the podcast, look at it as what can I do to enhance this story without just boldface lying? But there may be things you can do to spice it up. And I'll put a link to uh, there's if you just Google Hero's Journey, you'll see it. And there's a couple of different names that it's by. And I think the bottom line is that we haven't really mentioned either is part of this is knowing your audience. Because if you think about it, if you know what your audience wants and you give that to them, they're going to go, wow. Now, why are they going to go, wow? Because in some cases, other people aren't. They're tuning into other podcasts that are, you know, three dudes and a, you know, three guys, one brain show. Live from the basement with Jason and and uh, Bubba and uh, Toofers. You know, and they're, it's just, you know, whatever. And that's fine. If those guys are having fun, by all means, do that show. But in the case of some people, they go, yeah, that's not really what I was looking for. So when you do deliver what people want, again, it resonates with them and they will download your entire back catalog. So that's my take on that. And as we go into 2018, that's really where we should be focusing because when you create wow content, remember evangelism, a wow experience has to be shared. Now, the other thing I want to say here before we we talked about setting the expectations of your audience, let's set our expectations for ourselves before we all start, you know, running to the ledge. Not every episode can be wow content unless, you, of course, you have a staff of 18, but most of us don't. All we can do is aim at perfect And if we miss, hopefully it'll land on really, really good. So please don't set yourself up for these just unrealistic, unhuman expectations that you can recreate this kind of content every single week. That's always our goal. But I want to make sure we have realistic expectations because the last thing I want to do is add more stress to your life because you're like, well, Dave, you said it had to be wow. Well, that's our goal. But you have to realize there are a couple of things here as we wrap up. Number one, you might spend four hours on a uh, an episode. The the piece that Jim was talking about, my what I'm calling the uh, Because of My Podcast Extended Dance Mix, that took me better part. It's a five-minute clip, and it took me basically around somewhere between four and five hours because first I had to grab all the clips – Then I had to cut out just the part where somebody like Jim at one point said, I'm an MVP. And that's the only part of that clip that Jim, that I used from that clip from Jim. So I was getting all the answers out together. Then it was a matter of adjusting all the volume levels and trying to get 
the audio okay because some people had a little better audio than other people. Then it was a matter of organizing them in a way so that all the kind of people that were talking about a global aspect, then people were talking about jobs, and then people were talking about weird free stuff they got. And or, by the time I got done, it was, again, it was a lot of hours work. But here's the other thing that I want to also point out. It was a lot of fun. I remember one time I looked up and it was close to two in the morning and I was wide awake. My creative juices were going crazy and I just thought this is going to be cool. And the reason I thought it was going to be cool is I kept listening to it over and over and over and it struck me and I was like, this, this is pretty cool. I think, and I use myself as a soundboard that if I can entertain and educate me, I think it's going to educate and entertain you. I hope so. So I just wanted to end on that note because we all strive for wow content, but please know that I do my best every weekend to put out content for you, to to educate you, to entertain you, to inspire you, again, to help you massage your message, to help you tackle the technology, flatten your your, your the learning curve and, and help you face your fears so that you can get your message out. You have something to say. We all do. Just some of us are worried about what we're going to sound like or worried that we don't have the right skills. And yes, you do. And uh, that's what I try to do here every week. So as we wrap up the door here, wrap up the door. I think I just made up a new phrase. Uh, as we wind up the door, as we head towards the door, that would make much more sense. This uh, coming week, podcasting in six weeks starts this coming Saturday. So if you're going to sign up, go over to podcastinginsixweeks.com. That's also, by the way, if you haven't heard the, because of my podcast montage, you can hear it. It's on that website. That's why I created it. There's that. If you want to have me, and I, I kind of find this phrase a little, I'm not sure if I like it, but people keep using it. If you want me to hold your hand through the process, I don't know if I like that phrase, but I want to help you. I really do. And if you want personalized attention, we basically do 12 hours of consulting, you, I, and probably four other people. Uh, that's going to be every Saturday. And by the end of February, you will be in all the big directories, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it. You'll be in there and you'll be headed in the right direction. Now, if you're like, Dave, can't do every Saturday. And uh, we'll be talking about that in the future that I've thrown out this product and in some cases, some people are like, I really like that idea, can't do the every Saturday thing. And so we'll talk about that in the future that sometimes, again, based on feedback from your audience, you come up with a bigger and better, I have a better mousetrap coming. Now, if you want to do something self-paced, then simply go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, use the coupon code listener, it's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that will save you on your uh monthly or yearly subscription to the School of Podcasting. That's where you have all of our step-by-step tutorials, our private Facebook group, as well as more live coaching twice a month. And you also have me doing one-on-one consulting. Those are three ways that I can help you start a podcast. And if you want to get a podcast going, again, in the right direction, that has your audience going, oh man, I can't wait to tell my friends about this, please look me up, schoolofpodcasting.com. I really, really, really look forward to working with you. I will be at podfest.us. This is in Orlando, Florida, February 8th, which will be my birthday, February 8th through the 10th. If you haven't bought your ticket yet, go over to 
podfest.us. I will be leading a uh, doing a small speech there about uh, the whole voice activated technology that's coming into and how that might apply to podcasting. And then San Diego, California. Holy cow, is that going to be fun? If you haven't heard about this, the first night of the event, they have an opening party on an aircraft carrier. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. That's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. I've heard so much about this. I've heard the networking at this event is off the hook. And that is, of course, social media marketing world. I would be attending that February 28th through March 2nd, and I'll be leading a panel there on podcast monetization. If you would like me to speak at an event or an online group, I've done that before where people have meetups and things like that, uh, please go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, and I would love to work with you. Hey, last up next week is the big break the format episode number 600. It's the Ask Dave Anything question about, and you can ask me about anything except podcasting. And if you're listening to this on January 1st, 2018, today's the last day. Get it in there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. You can record something and just email it. Put uh, 600 in the episode, in the uh, email title, or you can go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Use the speak pipe button. And if you got a microphone plugged into your computer, you can just click on that and record it that as well. So I will see you next week for the big episode 600 extravaganza. And uh, until then, thank you really so much for listening. 2017 was a great year. I spent a lot of time going out amongst the people to, uh, to see you face to face because I want to meet everyone face to face. And it was a lot of fun. My, uh, my audience has grown, my friendships have grown and opportunities have come my way because I know awesome people like you. So I deeply appreciate you taking time to listen to the show. If uh, if you'd like to support the show and you're like, Dave, don't really need to start a podcast, don't need your consulting. Can you do one thing for me? Can you just tell a friend? You know, hopefully you found this. Uh, hopefully you can be uh, an evangelist of mine since we're talking about evangelism today. Tell a friend next time somebody talks about podcasting, you say, you know who you should listen to? When you think podcasting, think uh, school of podcasting, think Dave Jackson. So thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, until next week, class is dismissed. Talk about being unique. Are you still here? That's awesome. Thanks. Hey, I want to let you know, many of you are fans of the megastar that is Bernie the Cat, and he is still with us. Next Tuesday, I'm taking him to the vet to see if there's anything that we can do to get his urinary and other issues, shall we say, um, back on track. Right now, my living room is covered in a blue tarp because he's apparently feels that litter boxes are optional. And uh, that is, it's weird because normally if I've ever had to put an animal down, it was to put them out of their misery. And in this case, uh, it's my misery and my nasal passages and things of that nature. So uh, next Tuesday, we're going to try to get him on some antibiotics. I do not hold out a lot of hope. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is the fact that the cat is 18. And so if you're a fan of Bernie the Cat, I want to let you know that we may have some more sad music in the future. Have you-